Hey, you boo boo. Hey, boo boo. Let me stick it in you. <laughs> hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Power Trip Gaming Power Game. Welcome back. Yogi Bear. Okay, stop. <laughs> oh, my God. Steal your pick a nigga biscuit. Yeah, steal a little more than that, the boo boo. <laughs> 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 so what's going on, guys? Uh, yes, another another uh, power cast. Another power cast. Yes. What's uh, what's going on with you boys? What's going on with you boys? God, I wish I could say that there was something new going on, but uh, there's nothing really no, I mean, new going on. You know what they say? No news is good news. Yeah. No, no new is good new. Some sometimes living a life of subsistence is all right. Oh, okay. I was I was gonna before you you said that. That is. This is very good, very good. But when you said no, no new good new, it, it was probably funnier in your head than it, it was coming out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> of course it was. That's like 80, eighty-five to ninety yeah, percent of our episode. funnier in his head before. Oh it. yeah, because I'm my biggest fan. And then we hear it and we're just like, "What is wrong like, with you?" Guys, by the way, sign up for my OnlyFans. Uh, <laughs> Everybody, everybody's got an OnlyFans. Everybody's got uh, an OnlyFans. I've got an OnlyFans. It's only me subscribed. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> that's that's, yeah, but you're the literal translation of you're your OnlyFan. <laughs> Actually, I just bought myself a whole bunch of um, like uh, the box fans at Walgreens. Yeah, they're like they're like on sale for ten bucks. So, it's not your so only yeah, fan? I'm going. I'm going to yeah. I'm going to turn. Uh, I'm going to start my OnlyFans. This is now. So this has now become the dad joke. It's literally, podcast. literally a stream. <laughs> literally just a stream oh of fans. My God. This is the worst thing we've ever done. Why did I? I shouldn't have done this. <laughs> hey, you remember? Oh, man. Hey, you. You remember that uh, that GameStop woman? She started. She started a page. It's only mams. <laughs> yeah <laughs> I need your corporate number Oh that's hilarious Holy mams oh. oh that's funny That's funny That's comedy money right there And we're gonna end on that uh, So you, nothing's new with you Kevin Anything uh, new with you buddy a Anything you're, uh, you're, you're uh, That's funny Yeah the fuck was that? I was going to drink it, but then I realized you have no other if drink. If you want to drink it, drink it. Oh, then thank you. I, I definitely will. Uh, what's new with you, buddy? Yeah, not a whole lot. No? Nah. No? Just playing? Hanging and banging? Sitting in a dark room doing nothing. Mm, the dream. That, yeah. It's not that's, healthy. That's, yeah, pretty, that's pretty much what I would have expected. Yeah. <laughs> Status quo. Tormenting my dog. Mm -hmm. He torments me back, so it's even. It's oh, okay. There you go. Is that what you call the penis? My dog tormenting the dog, and he torments you back. <laughs> All right. Anyway, <laughs> I'm. Uh, uh, let's see. I just recently bought uh, Returnal for the PS5. It's called Returnal. Returnal. Yeah. Returnal. So the game for for a brief. It's like a thing return. A return to Eternal. Woman crash lands alien planet. They're they're searching for this white signal there or something. I can't remember what the name of it is. The white signal fuck it whatever but she crash lands on this planet and the first thing you come across is is another explorer and, and there's like a thing and she looks she's like well i'm gonna commence with identification of the thing and it's her oh it, it, her name's on the helmet the whole theme of the game is that it's groundhog's day basically every oh. time you die it, it goes right back to the scene of you crash landing on the planet oh. and it over and over. so throughout this entire game you meet you just find all of your corpses 
throughout the this thing with with different audio logs of things huh. that she's experienced. There's at one point like, and actually I think you'd appreciate this. There's at one point you find this just like it. She finds her house in the middle of of uh, this alien planet, which is impossible. She even says this is impossible. This house isn't even real. But you go in it and it switches to like a first person thing. Mm-hmm. It feels just like PT. Oh, really? It's so creepy. Oh, wow. It, honestly, those those segments make my heart skip a little bit because yeah. it's like you'll come up to like a telescope that, that's pointing towards the and you'll look through the thing and you see nothing, but then you turn around and there's just, there's like an old school like astronaut just standing there and mm-hmm. then the like the lights will turn off and he'll get closer and cl- it's just, it's some scary shit. And then you wake oh. up outside the house, but then oh. the house is like different. It, so is this like a, like a, a horror game? It's a blending of horror and like roguelite. Yeah. Oh. So like every oh. time you die and restart, the planet changes. Oh. So like the maps are different, the enemies are setups are different. Like you find different things. It's it's like one of those procedurally generated world. In- interesting. It's well, very fucking cool, yeah. and I am really enjoying it. Game's super good. I, it, it plays like Control. If anybody's ever played Control, mm-hmm. it plays like that. But it it, it feels like Metroid mm. to me. It, it plays like it feels and plays like Metroid and and Control put together. Like Be- Metroid or Metroid Prime? Well, it's third person. Oh, okay, so, so it's like, so it's like, more Metroid, like Metroid. Uh, uh, other M. Other M. Oh, okay, gotcha. Kind of, but yeah. plays better. Mm-hmm. Super good game. I I really really enjoy it. Um, I know Kevin was on the fence because he doesn't really care for roguelites. Mm. because he doesn't like the constant shift of equipment and just the that whole idea. But actually, the way they handled it, um, I think he would enjoy it, because there's still enough permanence, even between deaths, to where it doesn't feel like a burden. Well, that's mm. my biggest complaint with Roguelites has always been, is it never feels like you're making progress, and then when you do make progress, you lose it as soon as you die. Oh, I yeah. hate that feeling. And it's it's a it's a genre that's gone way way back. Um, actually, Alundra, not Alundra, uh, Azure Dreams for the PS One mm-hmm. was like, and I think Azure Dreams was on Game Boy Color as well. Yes, it was. <clears throat> um, but that game was was technically a roguelite, I guess, what? because every time you They're... entered the tower, it was completely different. You started at level. They go one. back to I think what was it. Had it probably goes back farther. PC, I think Genesis even the, had something like the that. Original, it's the, the reason it's called Rogue Light is because the first game, Rogue, that they're all based on, was like this. Yeah. Because mm. so. I actually I think I remember games like that on uh, Genesis. It was a game called... Oh, boy. What was it called? Flashback? No. The Quest for Identity? <laughs> Wasn't that like a Prince of Persia? I don't kind know. Kind of, what but it like is. more of a sci fi. I think it was. More, I think yeah. they remade Flashback not long ago. Yeah, they did, yeah. Yeah. No, I don't remember what the name of the game is, but oh. it's there was one on Genesis where it's like the procedurally generated tower and you go through mm. It's a genre that goes way, way back, but just recently has kind of so had like a prominence. The the first like major one was Rogue Exploring the Dungeons of Doom on Amiga, the Amistrad CPC, Atari eight bit. Commodore 64. Oh, so it was a computer, basically. Yeah, but, yeah. Computer. yeah. <laughs> so it was and it's a, based off, like, D&D and stuff yeah. like that. So. But, like I said, it's a genre that's kind of flown into prominence over the past few years, mm-hmm. maybe past console generation. It's really kicked up. Yeah. As as most genres do. When, Metroidvania. When, and... Yeah, that had a huge prominence in a while. and, and So, yeah. I would love to play it, but I'm still... I'm hoping that by this summer, PlayStation's going to get... Uh, 
caught up with their yeah. with the demand, and there there's going to be more PS5s available. Yeah, I'm so. I'm hoping you do too. Hopefully, it's ho- fun. Yeah, hard. So. It's hard. It, it's it it's weirdly almost plays like a bullet hell kind of. Oh really? It's very yeah. odd. I'll have to. I'll have, you know maybe we'll play it someday. Mm. Yeah, you know, we'll play it a little bit on the channel. I'll, mm-hmm. I'll bring my my system over and we'll try it. Mm-hmm. I, I think it'd be fun to to do for a little bit. But yeah, I, I think you would in, you would enjoy it too. But um, that's kind of partially why we're here today is what I just did. What you talked about, roguelite? Just reviews in general, because I essentially just gave a mini review on that game. Oh. Would you say I'm qualified to? <laughs> You're not qualified to do a lot of things. That's fair. Uh, so I, I, every so often, I scour the the the, the pan drippings of Twitter, just just because why not? People, mm. people, man. I. The more I know people, the less I like them. <laughs> well, it took you getting to know them to not like them. Well, I am gonna say this though. That's a good point. I am going to say this, though. If you are looking for, like, good stories and, like, good experiences of people, Twitter is probably the last place you want to go to <laughs> find that. Not an accurate cross-section no, of humanity right not. there. That, that is why I'm glad that we have the the email address for people who don't want to contact us yes. via social media. If you forgot, it's nespowertrip at gmail.com. Oh, maybe. But honestly, with some of these things like Instagram and Snapchat, Snapchat, Twitter especially, there's a lot of mean people out there. A lot of mean-hearted people and a lot of people who just really... They get their kicks. Well, and they think that they know everything and then everybody else is wrong. Gee, I can't imagine what it's like knowing somebody like that. Yeah, because everyone else is wrong. <laughs> I want to say we sit, we sit between us every day. So, uh... <laughs> so, Kevin, when did you start Twitter? <laughs> Kevin, Kevin's the programmer of Twitter. God, I wish. I'd be rich. <laughs> no, but that's... So, yeah. Yeah, it's... It, it's yeah. not great. No. But I ran across this thing. There's a whole shitload of people that I follow had posted this thing, and, and mm-hmm. it's... They were basically, they were responding to somebody who had made a post saying, damn it, my stupid ass should have taken a snapshot of the post. But he was saying, here's a friendly reminder. You don't need to be, you don't need to finish a game to give a proper review or write on it. And you also don't have to be good at games to write upon it. These people lit his ass up. Everybody kept saying, you should have to finish the game all the way through. Otherwise, how can you give a proper review? The other one said you have to be good at games. Otherwise, I, uh, I, I don't know. But they went on and on and on. But the question, like, it, it ended up getting stuck in my head, the question. And that's yeah. why I figured this would actually be a, an interesting yeah. an interesting discussion. Because we, at the end of every game that we do on, on Power Trip, we always give our synopsis and essentially our review of the game. Mm-hmm. Granted, we do play it all the way through. And we do, I, I wouldn't say we're great at games, but I would say we're good. We're, we're better than average. I we're, would we're say above, so. We're above middle of the road. Which is why I always feel like we make that, that dissertion between if you're a casual gamer, 
such and such this game might not be for you or or you know what i mean if mm-hmm. you're a more if you're a more hardcore gamer this this might not appeal to you as it's too easy whatever mm-hmm. but i feel like we have some bit of of clout when it comes to this mm-hmm. but i kind of wanted to get your guys's your guys's uh opinions on on that question so we'll start with well i didn't say before we go too far into it anyone that says because this will be the best place to do it rather than get sidetracked by i suppose later. that's a good point um Anyone who who says that you have to be good at games to review them, well, then you better be an expert chef. Yeah. You better be a fucking computer programmer. You better be a filmmaker, like a good, like how, like recognized filmmaker. You better be a top-selling musician. You better be a world-class artist. Otherwise, the moment you review all these anything else that you are not some form of expert in, your opinion now automatically means shit. That's that was kind of where my first thought lied too. Is like, well, if you if your stance on you have to be good at it, that would mean you have to be a very very talented artist to review art. Yeah, you have to be a talented opera singer to, yeah, to review an opera. Like that that theory makes no sense. Well, it it does to a certain degree, and I'm I'm not defending it, but I'm just going to explain where it is. Have you guys ever heard the term gatekeeping? Yeah, of course. That is. Straight up gatekeeping is basically because what you are saying is that you have to be good at games in order to give an accurate review. So if you are not good at games, then who's your audience? So Mm -hmm. you're only making this game so that true gamers and people who are good at games are going to be playing? Yeah. Or are you trying to get people who don't normally play games, who you want them to to get that little push into, hey, you know what? Maybe I want to try this game out or I want to try this this system out. I've heard video games are really fun. Let me try it out. So you're saying that you don't want them to basically be given a review because they don't know how to play games. You're trying to keep the population the way that it is and avoid other people from getting in. That's the, that. that's the way that I see it. Well, and to me, it kind of it become, it's like a form of elitism. Well, I don't know if I would go as far as saying elitism, because I understand it's like you don't want random people mixing in. Like, okay, you don't want somebody who has no care whatsoever on video games to kind of like pollute the waters of like yeah your your pond, I guess. But in that sense, it's like just because you feel one way about a game doesn't mean that somebody else is going to feel the same way. Right, they right, are right. entitled to feel differently. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't affect how you play the game or how you enjoy it or how you see it. Right. It's just both both opinions are right yeah. from their perspectives. My well, see, I wouldn't. Oh. My, 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 I wouldn't say opinions are right. They're just there. Well, yes, they're no, neither. Well, no opinions, opinion is right. Opinions are opinions neither right nor exist. wrong. Yes, opinions right. are neither right nor wrong. They're just yes. So my yeah. my take on that that comment of of you need to be good at games is. Lately, every, everybody knows this is no surprise that like modern journalism or any form of like article writing is a fucking joke. It's it is a joke. Yeah, yeah. it's it's gone so downhill that because everybody with a voice it's, can literally post about anything. Well, it's, some even the people who don't deserve one. Well, it's not just that; it's the fact that a lot of journalism is. I mean, journalism used to be. You didn't have one view or the other. You were neutral, and you right. were reporting what it is it was that was going on. Unbiased. It was unbiased. They search for the truth. Yeah. Nowadays, you don't get 
unbiased opinions on these articles, especially these ones from, I mean, some of these sites where I be mean, they're, they're writing articles and, and paying <coughs> <them>. <laughs> yeah. they're, they're paying, they're paying these writers probably like 10, $15 per article. So they're just wanting to, to pound out these articles as fast as possible. They don't right. care about the truth or whatever it is. And most of them are pushing an agenda one way or the other to try to either attack something that they don't like or are trying to confirm that something is the way that they already think that it is. Or appease a benefactor of some sort. It, yeah. Exactly, exactly. Because a lot of these these places, I mean, like the Katakus and, and like, I mean, Polygon. BuzzFeed, Polygon, I, I don't even know, is BuzzFeed even still around? Yep. But most sure. of them, they have, like, higher tier, like, right. uh, like CBS owns BuzzFeed. It's like, so they have to appeal to CBS's whim yeah whatever yeah. it is that they want they can't do something that targets them mm -hmm. so if you have a bad show it's like well no you're just bad for thinking that it's bad it's <laughs> like yeah but part of me <clears throat> thinks that 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 comment refers to there's there's a lot of especially nowadays there's a lot of mis misconstrued theory or not theories but misconstrued ideas that if a game is hard like if, if you're not or if the game's too hard it's not a good game there is well, a lot of that. But, that but there's type also of... there's also the opposite opinion of where you know if a game isn't doesn't hit a certain threshold for being hard, it's just crap automatically. Oh yeah, people because get look, shit on all the time for look playing at the games Souls like... franchise, the fan oh, yeah. base of the yeah. Souls type games. If a game is not, that's why they have the entire thing of the haha, you die, well get good. Oh god, I hate that fucking it, thing. It's... Get good. <laughs> get good. Spelled G I T G U D. Wait, yeah. Get good. G wait G I D G I T G I T get and good G U D. That oh that, get good. That that's a thing. That's yes. a thing. Yeah, you don't remember that? Oh, no. it, it's uh, it's a it's very stupid. common thing of oh you know this game. So it, it, it's usually yes in response to people being oh well, this game sucks because it is too hard. Yes. And then it's but it's one of those things where it's like that mentality developed because you have those individuals that think. If it doesn't meet this threshold for difficulty, it is automatically a shitty game. Yeah. A lot of people, no. too, get scrutinized for playing a game on, like, easy. So, like, somebody who, let's say you, or, or whatever, who's mm. maybe not necessarily a huge action RPG guy, but would like to experience a story of, mm -hmm. like, let's say, their 2018 God of War. Yeah. You play on easy, people would make fun of you. Because you're not playing it on the intended difficulty. Or high, you know what I mean? Okay. Oh, you're not a true gamer because you're playing it on fucking easy, bro. Then, you then suck. Why, then why would they even make the difficulty easy if they didn't intend for somebody Someone. to play it? Exactly. Yeah. I mean, for fuck's sake, when we pl when Kevin and I have been playing Outriders, if you die too much, the game literally tells you, dude, you can adjust the difficulty of this game down to make God it God of War easier. was the first one. Yeah. The original God of War when it came out in 2004 or 2005, that was the first one that I ever noticed where if you died too many times, it would suggest to you, do, would you like to turn the game to, like, a yeah. lower difficulty? I didn't say, I think, what was it, the, the Ninja Gaiden reboot? If you died too many times, it would give you the option of becoming, uh, doing, was it Ninja Dog difficulty, which is the easiest level? Uh, well, and what the... There are some games, I think it was Blue Dragon, actually, where if you died too many times, it would actually give you a buff. It would, I think it would give you, like, regen or an auto-revive yeah, or something. Like and there's games, too, like where if you die too many times, it would start you with, like, incrementally a little bit more life yes. every time. God of War did that, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, but but I feel like maybe that's more what they're tailoring to, is is those people who, who 
you need to be good at games to a point where you're not going to assume the game is trash just because you're not good at it. Mm -hmm. Which, unfortunately, a lot of people feel that way. I want to say you and I sometimes start to feel that way. Like Solomon's Key. Mm -hmm. I did, for the most part, after editing it, I do remember actually enjoying it. It was it was more so when it got difficult to the point where it's it's not brutal wasn't the right word unfair yeah frustrating there's a difference between difficulty and being unfair that game sometimes felt unfair where where we said that game sucked which is why I think we ended up giving it a lower score but yes I I, I feel like that's where that that comment you need to be good at games to review them but it also depends because like not not everyone's good at every type of game you know we're not going to go out and review a sports game because mm-hmm. we're not good at sports games you know that would be like us doing a forza game you know what i mean yeah like, yeah i get i, I get what fucking you're but maybe maybe that's what they mean I, I well it's funny because i actually just recently um on the second genesis i popped in x-men because x-men uh, it was a game that i played a hell of a lot growing up and I loved it because I loved the X-Men. But it was the first game that I knew in my life that I admitted to myself, I will never beat this game. <laughs> like, in my lifetime, I will never be able to beat this game. This game is just, it's too hard. I can't, I can't do it. Yeah. And so I decided to pop it in just to, to see, okay, you know what? Maybe that was my mindset back then, but if I stick to it and I play it and get used to it, Maybe I'll get better at it, and I can actually beat it in my lifetime. And so they have easy, I think it's like, they call it amateur, I think. Amateur, novice, no, wait, novice, amateur, hard. Probably, something like yeah, that. that sounds right. Yeah. Um, and so on the easiest difficulty, you can play through, and things are, as they say, easy. So it's like enemies don't do as much damage to you. You do a little bit more damage to enemies. Um and there's not as many enemies on screen at one time. Well, the game has six levels, and then you're at the end. Well, if you're on easy mode, after you beat the third level, you get a screen that comes up with Magneto saying, um, I don't deal with uh, like novices. <laughs> uh, if you want, if you expect to beat me, like try the next level or try a harder level or something like that. So I'm like, Holy cow, like the game basically insults you. It kept you, bro! Yeah, yeah the game <laughs> insults you for not for for playing on easy. And I'm like, that's kind of wow. Well, I mean, but we... it's but but to me, I see that as the game wants you to learn. You have to learn somewhere. Even if you're good at games, you're not gonna be good at, at the game out of the starting gate. Right, right. Start on easy. You find out that you can only progress to level three. Well, guess what? You made it to the next level, so let's go on to normal mode. And then we get to see the rest of the game. Mm-hmm, it's mm-hmm. it was intended for you to yeah. play easy mode. Nowadays, it's hard for okay. So when you when you have the choice of easy, normal, or hard, games can't just be beat within like 15, 20 minutes, and then you decide, okay, well now I'm on the next level. Let's go to normal. Yeah, it's, this is a ten hour. Like you are invested in this. Yes. So by playing it on easy. Yeah, maybe they didn't intend for you to play the entire game through easy, but you had to learn somewhere. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Otherwise, why would they have put it in in the first place? I can see that. I can see that. And, and and that's 
something that goes back even to like the NES era with like uh, Double Dragon. Remember, we oh, couldn't yeah. get to the last Barai Fighter. You mm -hmm. couldn't reach the very ending game levels until you played on Ace. Yeah, and I mean we we did it mm -hmm. somehow. I don't fucking know how we did it, but we did it. And it's like so that's but like you said, you had to learn somewhere. Yeah. So it's like it, it kind of baby steps you into it, and that that mindset always drives me nuts anyway. And I'm more stubborn than mm -hmm. anything, so when something's too difficult, I have to beat it. Like, uh, which yeah. is like I said in Outriders, Kevin and I, uh, it, it it tells you to adjust the world tier down so that the enemies have less life. They don't deal quite as much damage. They're not as high high of a level. So, but because I'm such a pain in the ass, I keep it where it oh, is. No, I'm I like, I will beat this. I, yeah, I do. And in fact, yeah. I, I consider it more a slap in the face, like, oh, yeah, you don't know me, dude. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Kevin and I were playing together. We were just, I don't even know we were playing together. We were playing headsets or whatever, and of course that thing is like, yes, yes, I know, I suck dick. God. <laughs> like, Go away. I know I'm bad at this. Fuck. <laughs> it's just, it's so funny. Like, it, yeah. But yeah, that's, that's, so but, yeah, but you don't be, necessarily have to be good at games no, to review it. No, exactly. And to me, one of the big things too is that if people who say, I mean, okay, so if they say you don't have a, like you you shouldn't review a game until you've actually played through the entire game, right? Yeah, I can understand from that perspective why. Yeah, you want to see the entire game before you cast your judgment over it. That's mm -hmm. fine. But in games where it's like, okay, if the game sucks and they're say, or they say like, oh no no no, you got to get to the ending because the ending's gonna just, it's gonna blow your mind, it's gonna really change everything about it. They should not have made the game so shitty in the beginning to make <laughs> you have to go all the way to the end to then change your mind on that. Yeah. So I still feel like, no, you can still give a pretty accurate and adequate review mm -hmm. without having to get to the end. They yeah. shouldn't make it so that you are now penalized unless you make it to the end and you get that big bang moment. Yeah. What's the point of that? And I know in our experiences, especially with the NES, and I would say even even up to current gen, games generally don't change. No. Like, I, I say you don't have to play through an entire game to give a proper review because, by, like, you play a couple, few hours in, you're going to get a feel of the mechanics. You're going to get a feel of the visuals. You're going to get a feel of the audio. Mm -hmm. Generally, these things don't get better. They usually yeah. stay the same. Yep. Those are not what changes in a, in a game. So you can give an adequate review. If the game well, just sounds like shit, it's always going to sound like shit. And, mm -hmm. and this is where, like, I, before we even started recording, I, I said... This is one of those things where it definitely needs to be broken down into categories when you're talking yes. about. So, like, when you're talking about reviewing stuff, because, like, yeah, I can, like, I, for me, it breaks down into, like, mechanics and gameplay and then story. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, like, yeah, mechanics, like, if you're playing through the game, usually the first two to three hours, it presents everything that you're going to need to know how to do. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And at that point, it's either you're enjoying it for what it is, or you're not. It's well, not changing. Well, how many times have you ever heard people say Silent Hill 2? Fantastic game. Incredible story. One of the best that has ever been told in the video game medium. But yet... How many have said that they've absolutely loved the fighting mechanics of that game? <laughs> not a single no. damn person. Or Link to the Past is the same way. How many people have actually left the house? First of all, he tells you to stay in fucking bed, all right? I stayed in the bed for three hours. Oh 
And that like, motherfucker never came back. I I turned the game have, off and I returned it. I said, "This is the dumbest fuck." Sleep Simulator Five Thousand. Just because you have no sense of adventure, <laughs> I, you're not willing to break the rules. I'm speaking in jest, of course. This was. <laughs> I know you are, yeah, but, this, it's, but but a small <laughs> part of me is like, nope. You actually did that. You took him back to the store, like, hey, this game's broken. He probably did until his older brother came in and said, "Leave no. the fucking house." This this harkens <laughs> back to a review that I this somebody actually left that review. They when, when like they played Link to the Past, they gave it a one star one out of five because Wait a minute what somebody what he 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 put in his review the guy told me to stay in bed i stayed in bed i left it on for three hours nothing happened turned the game off went and sold it he says what fun is a game because he didn't i i i don't know if that review was in jest but you know what it had to be you can't put the you don't underestimate stupidity paul it, it had to be stupid oh stupid i'll find new and newer and and worse ways to surprise oh you yeah. <laughs> But, but yes. But yeah, like mechanically speaking, like very few games will suddenly have some massive shift in how stuff is played. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So by like I use like I say the two to three hour mark, you're gonna understand what you can about the mechanics, and like outside of like puzzle games where yeah there might be some new mechanics introduced, you're you're gonna know whether or not you like this or don't like this. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. You should. I mean you're. Maybe you can't quite articulate why you don't like something of the mechanics, but you'll be able to at least, you know, find some way of describing it. Mm-hmm. Right. But, like, yeah, um, I say, because, like, yeah, let's see, racing games, like sports games, they don't change. No. No. Racing no, games really. don't change. You get different stats for your car parts or something like that, but you're still doing the same shit. Gives you better handling, gives yeah. you tighter turns, maybe faster, faster acceleration at the cost yeah. of drift. Yes, yes, yes. Mario, mm-hmm. it's the fucking beginning to end. Yeah. It just changes the aesthetic. There's nothing different. Maybe mm-hmm. throws in a thing here and there, like the shoe or the, the boot or, well, and or another later, power. Yeah. Later games mm-hmm. yes. will have, but yeah, yeah, but like mechanically, you're still doing all of the same thing. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, like, let's see, uh, like RPGs, no, like there's they they rarely very, ever shit. Very rarely, there's never, and I, I truly can't think of one. There's never been an RPG I've played where the beginning sucks and then all of a sudden it gets better. Like yeah. it's usually, it stays consistent throughout the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but that's and that's exactly you. You break oh. it down into: Are you reviewing technical aspects or reviewing story? Because Honestly, if you're going to review a story, you can't make an inference. You have to play through. Yeah, the you have to play to get through. an adequate yeah. story. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, and then, and then from like with, see, and this is where like with story though. Like, if you're playing a game and the story, I and like this is my like my thing for like t- like a TV show. If I'm watching it and it doesn't hook me by the first two or three episodes, I'm done with the series. Right, right. Mm. So game stories and games are the same way. If it has not hooked me by a certain point, why am I going to want to slog through the rest of it to see if it's going to get better? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to keep beating my head against the wall not enjoying something to be able to give someone else an adequate view of my opinion on it. Which is that's that might be part of the reason why I like don't like Lord of the Rings, is because I try to watch those movies and they're so fucking dry to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, Game of Thrones was the same way. The few well, and- five episodes I watched. It was the most boring shit I've ever seen in my life. Nothing happened, and, and like, I'm like, I can't watch this. And, uh-huh. and saying this is, and like you, like you, it taints the rest of the experience. Well, and, and here, and then here's the thing. It's kind of, 
it's weird because it, it is mildly contradictory and, and I do own up to that but like you if you're do are reviewing the story and you don't make it all the way through you can't say you are accurately reviewing the story as a whole exactly yeah yeah, yeah so exactly. and actually my my example <laughs> your summary of Lord of the Rings or mine of Harry Potter sick never been able to make it through any of the Harry Potter stuff oh. ever oh okay they're garbage you. to me yeah, yeah, like I, I well, nothing about them appeals to me. Well, so well, which is sad because like I like high fantasy, I like like magic and stuff like that. Right. But Harry Potter just does not appeal to me. So then, in that review, if you gave a review of Harry Potter, you should preface it by saying, "Hey, I've never been able to sit through a, an entire Harry Potter movie. Right. These aren't for me. I this is not my cup of tea. So if you are expecting a, an honest review or a, a uh, an accurate review, you're not going to get it here. You're just going to get it from somebody who just did not get uh, did not get Harry Potter. Yeah. yeah. What What is it about Harry Potter that you don't enjoy? The characters? I can't put my finger on it, and that's the thing. Oh. It's like, with the books, it was the writing style. With the movies, I was just bored. Because they, didn't they do, like, a spin-off thing? Like, uh... Fantastic Beasts and Where to yeah, Find Them? Yeah, that actually, like, I've never been into, huge into Harry Potter either, but mm. that actually looked interesting to me. But because mm. I I didn't like Harry, and I also didn't like any of the characters. Is it so because... I wonder if I like that... No, it's not because he looks like me. Fuck you. I know where you're <laughs> going with that. Hey, <laughs> look, <laughs> I'm Harry Potter! I'm Harry Potter! Harry! Harry! wow. <laughs> You son of a bitch. I knew it was going to go there, too, the second you started mentioning it. But no, but that that Fantastic Beasts, whatever the fuck, that actually looked interesting to me. But I know I, I can get what you're coming where you're coming from. It's like something about it just hits me the wrong way. And like I said, Game of Thrones was the same exact way. Something about it just doesn't do it for me. Well, I say, like, especially with Game of Thrones, I definitely get that one because it is a political thriller before anything else. I, I guess, mm. but I felt That's like I felt like nothing because it. mm. like it's, it's all happened. about the the, the the policy, like the politics between the factions and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Like the fighting is there, but it's it's not the focus until like certain chapters in the books and stuff like that. Maybe yeah. maybe that was it. I don't know. But that's why, like, even Star Wars, to a lesser extent, because I love the Star Wars universe. I I love the idea of space magic. (laughs) I'm always a big fan of that kind of shit. But maybe it's the characters and how they're represented I don't care for, because I love KOTOR. Like, Knights of the Old Republic is badass. And I I love all that shit. But for some reason, the movies just don't do it for me. Mm -hmm. And and maybe maybe that's where I lose it, especially Lord of the Rings. I, I just don't like anybody. Like if I if I just don't like anyone, I'm I'm gonna have a hard time with it. Yeah. So maybe that's where my issue lies. Maybe I don't know. I guess I never really thought about it. But yes. Anyway, I digress. Story. If you're reviewing a story, you should have to play all the way through it because it's mm-hmm. the, some games, especially nowadays, have such twists, especially near the end, because that's a big thing now. Oh yeah. It's like you you just can't infer that something's going to happen. You can't. Like just guess that oh yeah he's he's gonna die and he doesn't you're like oh fucking I look like an idiot mm-hmm. but I think a lot of the problem lies and a lot of these reviewers don't preface it by saying I did not play through all this yeah I, they usually just say this is how it is yeah so I think maybe they that's make where it a lot sound, of people they make it issues. sound like well, they have gone through the entire game when they and this it. is this is where like my my big complaint with like professional reviewers even just like amateur ones on various sites is hey what are you talking about we ain't amateur. <laughs> 
What we say is gospel, damn it. Well, and and that's my thing is like right. Far too many times, not only does the reviewer, but the people that read the reviewer take everything that they're spouting out as fact. Mm. It's not. It is just an opinion. Well, see, at least even though his was his, never intended to be taken seriously. Yeah, his yeah. at least I give him leeway. He is doing it as parody. Right. Yeah. Like that's the entire point of the of the nerd character. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. it's the venting of our frustrations from like when we were a kid. But it's yeah. a parody. It's a joke of all it of all that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. But far too many people take modern review people serious, like or like for films, like people take took like uh, Siskel and Ebert serious for how long? Yeah. Why? And he like he never has anything good to say about like any movie. Yeah, let's say wasn't Siskel like a real big prick? Well, like like then he just, he just didn't like anything. Says like for fuck's sake he. He talked shit about the first Alien movie when it released, saying it was garbage. Did he really? Yes. Oh, wow, I didn't realize that. Huh. And it was well, okay. well, it was one of them. It's whichever one stayed alive longer is the one that talked shit. Ebert. Okay, was it Ebert? Yeah. Okay. Siskel died first. Um, Siskel was a thin one. Ebert was a fat one. Yeah. Okay, so there you go. Yeah. Uh, but like, yeah, he they talk shit, but then it's funny because like years later. When he went and he was talking about the movie, he praised the movie for being good. Mm-hmm. But it's like, no, go read what you did. Yeah. It's like, okay, I can understand having a change of opinion over the years. Mm-hmm. That's that's fine. But at least own up to what you said before. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's why I liked the idea of when we were doing the retrospectives on the channel, coming back to games we had previously done to re-review them, or review them at all, because we never did, like, well, Never Samson did an actual it. review. Yeah. yeah. It... it, it it, it kind of lets us see them in a different light based on what we've played since then. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And that's why I've, I've always kind of had a soft spot for the retrospectives that we've done because mm-hmm. it's, yeah, like a game we played at the time we may have hated, but then we look back on Like, I think, I want to say we, or no, we kind of did like Die Hard right away. Oh, yeah, I did. Yeah, I know, I know you know loved I did. Die Hard. But I remember at the time, I didn't care for it because it was just such a frustrating game to yeah. play. Mm-hmm. But then as I came back to it, I'm like, you know what? Actually, this game was pretty fucking solid. Pretty pretty accurate. Yeah. yeah. So it's like, I can see where you're coming from. Yeah. Like, own up to what you said. But, you know, yeah, people can change. You yeah. Know? yeah. Your taste can change. Mm-hmm. Like, maybe, and, and especially in the case of, like, if you finish something, yeah, you could be like, well, I didn't care for how this was done at the beginning, but by the end, it swayed me. And so that's possible, but at least make sure that you, you're expressing that in some way to the audience you're trying to reach. Mm-hmm. And that's why, and I've mentioned this many times before, like I want to sit down and watch all of the Star Wars movies. Like now that I'm an adult and maybe, maybe I can kind of see like the, the charm it has, you know, maybe as I can kind of put my, my bias aside and watch them and be like, all right, yeah, these are pretty good. And, and you know, I probably won't go nuts into them, but <laughs> Yeah, because I remember even when we we did our review of Outriders with my older brother Adam, and we shit on that game a lot. Yeah. But we also there was a lot of really good things we loved about it. Yeah. You know, so it's yeah I I don't know, it just yeah I still feel like I mean anybody can review a game. Mm-hmm. It's just it's the it's the credence that you give to it that right. is the is the problem. I oh, mean yeah. if it's somebody who literally played the game for. 10 minutes is not a video game player by nature 
then yes, they can still review the game just as much as anybody else can. Yeah. But just don't give it as much credence if you don't think that they're going to give a, an accurate representation of what it is that the game is about. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. I hate Jaws. I thought that game sucked. You love it. Well... <laughs> yeah, I guess I do. It's, yeah. I mean, there's just something about it that's charming to me. It's quick. And it is. It's and a quick little fun romp, and yeah. it's just over. And like you said, it's it's an opinion. Opinions mm -hmm. are just there. They're not right or wrong. Yeah. yeah. Well, well see, not, there yeah, is a I, distinction there, because some games truly are just terrible. Look at Athena. Oh, no. Who I has mean, a soft yes. spot for fucking Athena? And yes. if you do, you're fucking wrong. I'm sorry to tell you. Athena is programmed and looks and sounds and functions like shit. I see. He's, he's speaking with uh, with hatred. If if you do like Athena or have grown up with it, and uh, you went, suck, and went to your local uh, <laughs> well, blockbuster say, or far more to get the game to rent it, um, you are just as entitled to your I, wonderful memories. Okay, yeah, I suppose in certain situations, yeah, there are like opinions that are wrong, like people who you know flat earthers, cons <laughs> conspiracy type people, where there is factual evidence that contradicts what they're saying. And they still hold an opinion. Yeah. Okay, yeah, then that opinion is wrong. But when it comes to, like, subjective stuff for, like, taste of, yeah. of why you like a game, why you don't like a game, what you're enjoying about the story and stuff, there is no right or wrong for that. See, but I feel like at certain times, it doesn't happen often, but I think certain times you can. Because you can. there are some games that are just trash. They're not programmed well, they don't look great, and they sound like Rocky and Bullwinkle and Friends. That game was not programmed well. It did not look good. It didn't it was, play well. It was radical. Or Wayne's World. Like, I, I, that's where, like, you almost have to make a disclaimer on it in the fact that sometimes reviewers can be helpful. I don't always take people's reviews as gospel because there are some games I've loved that people just didn't. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And, mm -hmm. and vice versa. But... There are some times where it's like, yeah, I can see their legitimacy in, in some of the, like, Balan, Underworld, Balan Wonderland or whatever the fuck that came out. That game is a hot fucking mess. Mm -hmm. But, like, a lot of people... Yeah, but that one, uh, that one's a hot mess in as far as gameplay goes. It but looked like, good. Uh, statically, yeah. story-wise, it, it looked like it was going to be fine. Yeah. It's just the gameplay's bad, but that's still... Someone's somebody going, would enjoy it. Someone's still going to enjoy it. Mm. Somebody like Sonic 09. Which still oh, which six. makes or it 06, in, I'm sorry. which makes it still entirely subjective. Yeah, that's So mm. like unless if like at somehow some way you got literally every person who plays games or reviews games and stuff like that to set that like be like these are the hard facts and metrics that we shall use to measure stuff, mm. which is, which will never happen, no. which is why review scores are bullshit. Oh, yeah, review mm. scores are cabbage. Which is why using things like Metacritic and stuff are fucking stupid. Rotten tomatoes. Yeah. <laughs> well, Metacritic's a good one because you just look at... It's an aggregate of... So is yeah. Rotten Tomatoes. It's an, it takes the, all of them. Yeah, and, the disparity between, like, critic reviews and, like, viewer... Like, uh, people... I don't know what the other category's called... But basically, like, audience and critic yeah. reviews, where, like, critic will be super low, but the audience will fucking love it, and it'll be, like, vice versa, where critics yeah. will love it, but, like, the fan base will be like, this is trash. Yeah, but at least, I mean, and there are some people, I think I, reviews are always going to be the same way that they always are, because I think, in my case, like, especially when it comes to games, I will sometimes search out reviews. Like, if I... If I didn't like a game, and I just can't, like, I, 
it's like I can't like identify why exactly it was. I'll go to reviews and see, okay, what were the other gripes that people were having? And mm-hmm. it's like it puts it into words like, oh, that's that's why I didn't like it is because of this. And yeah. and they actually put it into words like, okay, that's it. So now I know that I didn't like this. So it can help to confirm how you feel about a game. But sometimes I'll use reviews where it's like if it got like a, a 2.5 IGN review or something like that, I'm like, all right, let's uh, game on. <laughs> Let me see if I can, like, there's got to be some redeeming factor of this game. And there's been games where it's, like, the lower the review, the more I want to play it because I want to see, like, okay, mm-hmm. is it really this terrible? Well, I mean, we do that with, like, B-movies. Yeah. We, so, we, mm-hmm. we do that. Galarian's Ash is yeah. a good a good example. The it gets, fuck, it it gets got low reviews. reviews. Yeah. It gets low like reviews. Like, 47s out yeah. of 100s. And it's, like, we're playing it. I'm like, dude, this game is fucking awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, like, it's... it's I don't know reviewers to me are so hit and miss because I, especially nowadays because they're trying to fulfill an agenda but that's like you'd said or just push out as fast yeah, as they can but that's yeah. but that's the thing though and and that's why i do feel that anybody can review a game anybody yeah. can review whatever they want just it is up to the person who is reading that review to take it with a grain of salt that yeah. their opinion is strictly that it's well, their and, opinion it doesn't necessarily have to be your opinion and why and the reviewer has to be honest about things right. yes well be- good luck on that <laughs> that's well then that's that's a problem a lot of the times too is just because yeah to a certain degree i know like professional reviews especially for, like magazines and stuff they're given stuff and they're, they have to push it out they have deadline they have to right. mm-hmm. they have to do it as fast as possible so there are times they cut corners they'll do like they'll do like the bare minimum they they need to to like be able to write the review but then they, that doesn't reflect anywhere in the review and and like if they had that like hey i i did x amount into the thing and this is all the time i had for it or it's all i could stomach of it i would give them a bit more like leeway mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. but they don't do that no one does that we, we that's why we I say try we, we try our best and for anybody like i know we've we've probably some people we played some games where they love it and then we we get to our review and we trash it like i want people to understand that that it's just our opinion if you love a game you love your game man defend your game till the ends of the earth to the ends of the, the earth, earth. <laughs> <laughs> but like because you love Legacy of the Wizard, mm, a lot of people don't like it. it. A lot of people don't like it. Yeah, I know. Fair enough. You know, it's, and, it's and, you and, let it roll well, off. Well, no, and that's the thing is that I love that game, but every gripe that people have, or if you see a review and they blast it for this, I completely understand. Yeah. And there are times where I will get frustrated with the game too. So it's like I understand where your frustrations are coming from. It's just that all of my collected ideas, opinions. I just love the game. Like that's that's what there is to it. Neither person is right nor wrong. Is there a game that you absolutely love that like most like a lot of people just generally don't like? Or like it kind of gets under your skin just a little bit that people don't like it? Oh god, I'm trying to think. Legacy of the Wizard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, is that you? No, um God, I'm trying to think. Um well, I have one off the top of my head. Yeah, yeah it's the really. Final Fantasy Thirteen trilogy. A lot of people really don't like that trilogy. Mm. 
I, I personally don't understand why. Because, like, a lot of the gripes people have, to me, don't feel legitimate. Like, they mm-hmm. complain about characters. But then I look at some of the games they love, like Final Fantasy X or Twelve, and I'm like, these characters are less annoying than some of those characters are. And it's like, but I don't know. But again, that's they're less annoying to you. But, well, even just from, like, a writing or growth standpoint. Like, certain characters in thirteen have a very, very good growth. Then you look at, like, ten, and, like, who was it? One of the characters they said had, had like, phenomenal growth and stuff. It might have been Titus. Like, Titus was trash. Mm-hmm. He was such an annoying fucking character. Vaughn? Jesus Christ. Don't even get me started on Vaughn from 12. Yeah. I don't think anybody liked fucking Vaughn. But then again, I didn't like 12 to begin with. But that's just me. Well, I suppose that's my qualifier. That's just me. Well, and see, again, that's that's... But it, it's the, the gripes You're, people have about 13, I yeah. don't understand. Oh, it's too linear and all this shit. And I'm like, well, look at half of the Final Fantasy games. They're all linear. And they were all pretty Most linear. RPGs yeah. are extremely linear. Like, it, actually, if we look at Outriders, which is a completely different genre, it's that's, basically the same thing. But that's that's why it's different, for, like, for me at least. Like, it's very different because it is in action like shooter yeah yeah. i suppose that's a a piss poor comparison for an rpg i I need more exploration i need some of that even if it's an illusion of freedom i need the illusion for the rpg to sell the world to sell like the character interactions it needs that little bit and like the 13 series at least the first one doesn't have that for me yeah see and I, i i think that's that's weird because I felt the character growth and, and and just the presentation of 13 was fucking phenomenal. The character, like, the cinematics were gorgeous. Well, the character growth, it's, it's amazing. The character growth throughout it was always very well done. I feel it's probably, to me, it's one of the strongest entries in the franchise. Where people think, like, 10 and 7 and 12 are. Well, and then 13 also does kind of start going off the deep end. Mm. As far as, like, the mm. scaling gets really weird. Like, what do you sh- mean? What, what is it? What is it? Uh, Lightning Returns? The one where she's basically a god? Well, she is. That's that's what I mean. Like, the scaling gets weird. She goes from being basically a nobody schmuck to a god. Well, yeah, that's because he made her a god. I know, but to like... To go back through time. Yeah, but that's... But it's it's a, it's, yeah. also, it's like... At that level, it, it loses something. Like, it... It made sense in context of the story. Like, the, the, like story-wise, I... I I, I've read through like the synopsis of all of them. The story's not bad, but it's just yeah. gameplay does not match up to the narrative they're trying to tell. I I guess I I personally have, I like the series a lot. I think the battle and I, I think battle was fantastic. And then that's my other thing is either I just want like me in control or I just want no control whatsoever. Oh okay yeah yeah yeah. Well cause I, I want my I want to be able to select my commands. I want to be able to do. Yeah. So either give me an action RPG or give me a turn based. Don't do the weird blending of the two. Which is what, yeah, that's exactly what it was. Final Fantasy went to a weird ATB thing. Well, they've done that since 6, but at least in 6, you could control people. Yeah. Like, 12. And, like, at least in, at least with, like, the FF7 remake, where it's an action game, but I could still occasionally be like, you need to do this, you need to do this, and then go back to being an action game. Mm hmm. And if, if 13 would have been a bit more like that. I probably would have enjoyed it more. I can see that. I can but see that. Because of the, 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 it's the same reason I hate combat in freaking 12. 
No, 12. You can set up the gambit systems and then literally just never play the game. Just walk in a line. <laughs> That's true. Because <laughs> the way 12 is set up, you basically get these things you can buy where you create macros. So if, or, or, or instances the of things, they call them gambits. So it's like, you can set up this thing. If health is lower than 30%, it will automatically use such and such healing item to get your health back. Or skill. Oh, nice. If your health is above 90%, do such and such. So basically you can set it up to where your characters just are autonomous. You don't even have to move. How many gambits just can go. you have? I can't remember how uh, set up. Eight to twelve? Royal. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Funny. Hilarious. Kinetic guard. Kinetic guard. But yeah, it's I, I can understand that in twelve. <laughs> I just don't like twelve personally because I I, I like the world. See, I, I love the world too. I don't think they utilized it as good as they could have. Yeah, I it's hate definitely that... the weakest showing of Evil East. Oh, 100%. Because you have all these different diverse races and, and, and characters, and you're stuck with a party of fucking humans. Boring. It's a little like, weird. It's stupid, and they're all basically interchangeable. So it's like, at least in like a game like uh, uh, Last Remnant, you got all the races to use, and they all had different abilities and different equipment and different... Th like, they all felt different. If Final Fantasy XII had used different races, like the, uh, like the Seek... The big, the big hog-looking dudes, or the the, Mo the skinny mage ones. I can't remember what they're called. I don't remember what they're called either. The Moogles. If, even if you got a fucking Moogle or a Moodow, the the weird elf one with the big ears. Like, why? The only diverse character you get's Fran. She's a fucking Viera. Like, who gives a shit? So I just realized because I'm 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 like racking my brain about your question about is there a game that. I love that. I know it there has, kind of, but I can't pains, place one. It right pains now. like that. That it pains you if nobody else likes it. Um, and to be quite honest, I don't think there is because, like most of the games that I love, there is things that I don't like about them that I'm like, okay, I could see very well. Like, okay, if somebody doesn't like this game for this, like, oh yeah, I could see that because that was yeah. one of the annoying pieces of that game. But it's like, I mean. Games like Rule of Rose, like I think that that was like honestly, it was great music. Oh, it was it gorgeous. was it was a gorgeous looking game, but honestly, the story really hard to follow. Oh yeah, the I story mean, was you really have hell. to you really have to play it a couple times to get a really good idea of what the story is. But once you discover what that story is, oh, it's such a beautiful poetic game. That's yeah, very poetic. But you're basically asking the person to play through the game twice, at least to to get that. And um, it does not control the grades. No, it does not. It, it's got no. terrible controls, so it's like... And, and the, the fighting mechanics are absolutely god-awful. So I'm like, if you don't like the game, no, nah, I don't really blame you for that. You're a very understanding breed. I guess maybe well, I, that's I what it is. I think all three of us kind of are. Because, maybe some less so than Because than then than I'm others. thinking... But, well, see, <laughs> I'm thinking from, from the perspective of Silent Hill. Yeah. I ended up loving... Shattered Memories a lot more than I thought I was going to because really? a lot of people seem to like to shit on that game oh, I because think that one's great. it was a reimagining of the first one yeah. and they think because I think it was uh, was it Tom Hewlett who is not really well liked in the mm. Silent Hill community um, but it was his kind of idea for that game and so I was expecting to like oh, okay let's see how they ruin Silent Hill and when I played it on the on the Wii the Wii version I'm like is is it wrong that I really like this game? Like this is probably in my my top three or four of like Silent Hill games. Like holy cow, this was really good. And 
yet you're still going to find like a whole bunch of reviews that are like, oh, this game is absolutely garbage. It's got awful. And I'm like, yeah, there are certain aspects of the game that I don't really like. I mean, and once you really boil it down, unless you're in one of those like chase scenes, which control like absolute garbage. Oh, yeah, and I have no idea the rhyme or reason for shaking some of the, the enemies off of you sometimes. Because um, it seems like you're hitting the button prompts just fine, and then sometimes they'll kill you, sometimes they won't. Um, but when you're not involved in one of those chases, even though you're on the edge of your seat because you're like, oh, what's around every corner? There's literally nothing. There's no. nothing. There's no enemy encounters. There's nothing. And so it's like, yeah, I can see why people would call this game boring and why they would never want to like play it again. But to me, there was something about just the environment being lost in there, trying to understand what's going on. Like, I mean, there was so many good elements of that game that, yeah, it, I, I think more people should like it and give it a fair shake. But at this point, it's like, nah, if you have some gripes about it, I completely understand. Yeah. I, know, I know exactly where your gripes would be coming from. So I guess I can't really say, like, is there a game that I'm upset that more people don't like because usually every game has a flaw of some kind. And yeah, I yeah. just... I, I, can identify where those flaws are, at least from my perspective. I guess more of my issues is is like people who make comparisons to games where that like really aren't that well done. So mm. like especially with thirteen, people love fifteen, and mm. to me, fifteen's terrible. Oh, fifteen yeah, had tried, terrible character. I've bro. tried to go through that one. I don't know three or four times now, and I've I get it's so I, difficult. I get like four hours in every time, and I'm like, I'm gonna go play something else. Yes. <laughs> Well, because it feels like it, it i don't know to me the it feels so open there's just nothing well there's wasn't nothing the, out the there. final fantasy x series was like, <laughs> x series yeah that was that was open too wasn't uh, it no uh, no final fantasy x no, no. x1 cross. x2 x i think you're thinking xxx <laughs> open being unit right, yeah. right and it's cross and it's yeah. cross yeah yeah yeah, yeah final Duh. fantasy cross no, two and three yeah i mean i can sort of under i understand Kevin's gripes with 13 because yes it is very very linear and I, I can see where that degree of exploration uh, and, doesn't apply and it's like alright I, see, I and, can get and for that. you though like you were also coming off of a game where you did nothing but wander and do side shit yeah I didn't I came you from were, Fallout 3 you were playing Fallout 3 and then went to Final Fantasy and it was a very like laser focused thing mm -hmm. so it was a, like a whole like completely different mindset yeah. so for you that probably helped embrace the game maybe I, I, so, you're probably right about that, yeah. But like, as far as games that like people tend to shit on, that I don't would be fucking Other M. Yeah, good point. Oh yeah, Other M gets shit on by like even some of like the die-hard fans of the Metroid franchise, mm -hmm. and I'm like, why? Because they tried to humanize Samus, right? Yeah, because she was supposed to be this. She's not this cold-hearted, cold-hearted bounty hunter, <laughs> and it's supposed to be, and it's early enough in her career where she was not calloused that way. No, right? She, so she wasn't worn down, and mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. It is it's a prequel, isn't it? To like other M is like yeah. like one of the first in the series. Where, where did we figure out that one lied? But it's, it was it's, it's uh, yeah. before the events of Metroid One. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. she still refers to Adam, or Adam's still alive. Which yes. is a Super Metroid thing. Yeah, so maybe I uh, feel like it's between one and no, two. No, because wasn't Fusion was where Adam was really, like, when he came in to. Well, Adam was dead by then. Yeah, no, no, no. But yeah. the, the, there was like a computer that she referred to as Adam, and it's yeah, yeah. You, we didn't know who it was, and Adam was actually alive in 
other M. Yeah, I forget so. where it falls in the timeline. But yeah, actually, that's a really good, that's mm-hmm. a really good point. Other yeah. M. I mean, there, we did notice that sometimes like controlling was a little hard, and, especially when you had to go to like the yeah. missiles. And, and the stuff. maps can get a little bit disorienting. Yeah, uh, so uh, I, at times. So yeah, it's got its it's got its flaws. But honestly, I think it's a well constructed story, and it's it's the enemies look cool. <laughs> like, I think I mean, if the game had played more, and I hate to say this. If it had played a little bit more like RE4, mm. where it was kind of over the shoulder as no, opposed maybe. to... So it would be like a weird so blend. directly above and yeah. pointed down. If it yeah. had been a weird blend of like Prime, but also RE4, I think mm-hmm. it would have been it would have been spot on. Because then Probably. aiming with the missiles wouldn't have been so jarring, mm-hmm. where you're going from that top down, and then all of a sudden it's first person, you're trying to reorient yourself as mm-hmm. like what you're, what you're looking at. Yeah. So maybe that I could see, but... I don't know. Because I think the Prime games, top-notch. I feel well, like the Prime games don't get the recognition they deserve. No, I think the Prime games are pretty well received by just about everybody. People like them, but yeah. I don't... It, I want to say not many people really talk about the Prime games. Yeah, but to be quite honest, I think Metroid as a whole... People don't mm. talk about Metroid as a whole. I mean, honestly, Good point. Samus Returns for the 3DS, fantastic game. It was so well done. And the game didn't even sell 500,000 copies. That blows my How mind. How does that happen? That blows my mind. It's when you have blows. an IP like Metroid and Samus, and like for for the, the amount of base that you have of people who own 3DSs and the Nintendo handheld products... How did it only sell 500,000 copies? Like, that blows my mind. And it's not like the Metroid franchise is, like, obscure. Exactly. I mean, she's Everybody one of the main characters them. in Smash. Everybody knows the yeah. Metroid franchise. Fucking Samus is a total babe. Mm-hmm. Like, everybody knows who Samus is. So it's not like it, it's something more obscure, like... Kid Icarus, I, I would even Pit. say. Pit I mean, Kid Icarus yeah, would have been... Exactly. A little, that was a weird... When they brought Pit in and mm-hmm. Palatina, you're like, oh, that's a that's a weird choice. Yeah. But, like, makes sense. It's a mm-hmm. Nintendo thing, you know? That was a little more obscure than fucking Metroid. Well, because in, in, what, tw- uh, the 30 years or 35 years that, that Icarus has been around, they've they've had, what, three games? Three? Yeah. They've had the, the Ness, Icarus for the NES, the, the, yeah, Game Boy, and then, and then Uprising. Three, 3DS, yeah. Yeah, which hopefully, it would be nice if they brought Uprising which is, to the Switch. Which is funny, between the, uh, the, uh, the Game Boy game and the 3DS one was, what, like a 20-year gap? Yeah, it was massive. So it was just, yeah, it was huge. Yeah, it's it's bizarre. Hmm. So it looks like Other M is just right after Super Metroid. Oh, just after. Oh, so it was. Super so it was like literally like within a year time. Oh, so then it was so Metroid it was three and four. Yeah, so it was Metroid one, Metroid really, Super Metroid, Other M, and then Fusion, and then Fusion. That's yeah. sweet. that seems weird in the timeline. Yeah, it really does. Because she looks so young. In she it. does. I thought that it was like the the. That's yeah. I thought it was. Like, I thought it was like right after like one, but. Hmm. Yeah. I well. Yeah. Hmm. That's bizarre. Hmm. Yeah. Well, I feel like I tried to look up the Metroid timeline once, and people have weird, like there's. It's not very discernible. Well, it's like I think it's kind of like the Zelda timeline. Uh, no, it's not as. Nothing's like the Zelda timeline. It's not split. It's not as screwy, but it's there's no. But yeah, there's no discernible way to identify when things are happening. Yeah, it's, they don't it's, give enough context clues in each one of the games to. Well, and identify. they all kind of reference each other in weird ways. So yeah, yeah. Well, guys, well, other than like 
because Fusion talks about the the Metroid baby and how she now has the the Metroid cells in her body, which is why the SAX can't corrupt her or whatever. That was after. So then that was after. Which was uh, after two. Super Metroid, yeah, or, yeah, after Super Metroid, which three, yeah, but like they, yeah, they all kind of reference this one, like. That's why I felt like Other M was a prequel to even one because it's like yeah well it's really the didn't... events well the events of it would have maybe it would have been before Metroid two then because you had Metroid one then there was a, an indiscernible time between Metroid one and Metroid two but then Metroid two leads directly into Super Metroid which right. then pretty much leads almost right directly into, into Fusion oh, yeah yeah. Because it's, it's really weird, the way yeah. it all falls. So it's like, where could this possible? Because I think yeah, even Federation weird. Force falls somewhere in there. Well, so did the, the Prime games do, too. Yeah. Oh, apparently. there was, like, Prime Hunters, yeah. too, yeah. Yeah, so, like, even the Prime games fall somewhere in that timeline. You're mm-hmm. like, all right, this is weird. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, it's... It, bottom line, I think that whole statement for the reviewing thing is, is garbage. I don't think you necessarily have to no. finish a game from beginning to end to give an accurate review, unless nope. you're reviewing a story. Yeah, then it's definitely necessary. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I don't. We also don't believe you necessarily have to be good at games. No, I, you don't have to be good at something to understand proper programming or proper don't have uh, uh, pleasant audio. Don't pleasant have to be visuals. a. You don't have to be a five star Michelin chef to enjoy cooking. Exactly, mm-hmm. or eating for that matter. You yeah. know what well, tastes good. If something tastes good, it tastes good. Like, yeah. <laughs> look well, at all... well, even that though. I mean, it's it, it just shows how like how wide the spectrum can be because everybody like nobody has the same taste. No. So therefore, what you find delicious, I might not find delicious. Like it doesn't mean either one of us are wrong if we say, "Oh, this is the best thing I've ever had," and right. "Oh no, this is the worst thing I've ever had." It's like we're both right because it's it's from our perspective. Like, do you two eat fish? I do. Despise fish. I can't eat any seafood. Well, I hate seafood. Well, it's funny. The people who who um who like can't stand seafood, yet a lot of people like shrimp and eat shrimp. Oh god. I love I I love fish. I can't eat shrimp. I just, I can't do it. If it's like if it's like fried or done in hibachi, I can eat shrimp, but Ooh, that's mm. about it. I don't like eating bottom feeders. <laughs> that's weird. They just eat poo all day. It's very weird to me. Well, I don't eat shrimp i know you don't yeah. i i yeah i don't understand it mm. but yeah and, and but, people but look still, at and it's that's, funny because that's you, the thing you look at all those cooking shows and what are they cooking with almost exclusively seafood mm-hmm. so it's like i could never but be on those shows but I'm that's like, the thing why is, shit's disgusting why i feel that way is because just because <sighs> two people have such vastly differing opinions does not make either one right nor wrong yeah because i want to say we had this argument with somebody once where symphony of the night Castlevania Symphony of the Night did not get great reviews when it first came out. Didn't, yeah. we, didn't Game Informer not give it like a super high score? It was like a seventy something. I'm pretty sure, that, like, uh, what is it? Game Pro probably gave. It, I think Game Pro gave it fives across the board. Game Pro did, but I don't think yeah. Game Informer did. Oh, interesting. I feel like Game Informer gave it like a seventy something. It was low. I'm not huh. low, really, because technically yeah. seventy is still a decent game. Just, just a decent game with a few flaws, and that's where the that's that's one thing that drives me nuts too is is the com, is the common day rating system. Mm-hmm. People feel like if a game's not ninety or above, it's not worth playing. Yeah, you have to remember, not... like a game that's a seventy or eighty is still a good game. It's, it's just there are some flaws yeah. in it, mm-hmm. but that's most games. 
Because you look at half the games they give perfect scores to, and it's like, dude, these games are not. It that must great. have been one of the other ones because Symphony of the Night is basically heralded as like the best of the. Yeah. I could have sworn there was something that gave Symphony of the Night not like, a great review. Let's see, because we'll just do our PlayStation. It got an A, five out of five, eight out of ten, nine point two five out of ten, eight out of ten, thirty out of forty, nine and a half. Actually, out of 10. thirty out of forty. That's yeah. like a seventy-five percent. Eight out of ten. Eight. Uh, yeah, those those 294, are all words. Two ninety-four. Two ninety-four out of three hundred. B plus. Huh. Eight point nine. And yet. Nine how, out of ten. How many years later is Symphony of the Night it's considered so like mean, one of the yeah. greatest games on the PlayStation? GamePro gave it a perfect five. Yeah, that's did it? What oh, I maybe said. that's yeah, five. Yeah, yeah. Fives across the board. Yeah, yeah it wasn't given four. I could have um, sworn I remember hearing it was not given a great review. Well, I, I know thing. Curse of Darkness and stuff like that were no, reviewed like shit. Oh, yeah. No, and it's funny because I just uh, recently finally completed Circle of the Moon yeah. for the first time because I could not beat the boss, and so. Um, I it, it that game reminded me of why I can't play Symphony of the Night. Like I it's it's dangerous for me to just pick that game up because I could literally <laughs> I could literally have 10 to 12 hours pass with like in the blink of an eye and I oh, won't yeah. even realize that that much time is passing. All of those GBA ones yeah. like or even the DS ones, mm-hmm. Portrait of Ruin and Order of Ecclesia, like they're all time sucks and yeah. you don't even realize no. it's happening. Mm-hmm. Those games are great. Yeah. It's a shame, like, a lot of those never kind of... I-, I wish they would do more just, of those. I was just happy because I ended up getting the shinning armor. The shitting armor? Shinning. Shinning. Because it was spelled with two N's. Oh, my God. <laughs> the shinning armor. <laughs> you have to be... There's, there's, in Circle of the Moon, there's, like, this, uh, uh, like, uh, battle arena... That you have to that you have to make it through, and at the very end of the battle arena, you get it's it's called I I'm guessing it was supposed to be the shining armor. Yeah. But it's got two ends, so I'm like, it's the shining armor. That's hilarious. <laughs> I liked to circle the moon a lot, actually. Yeah. I liked playing a magician mode where you I, had all the cards. Oh right. Yeah. yeah. That's that's one I don't I think never I found, actually have anymore. I'll have to find that one. I never found all the cards. Yeah. Because I so. think after you beat the game and it, then it play unlocks, it again, it unlocks different. I think yeah. I I unlocked thief mode. Yeah, there's warrior, thief, mage. God, I don't know any of those. All yeah. I know is the magician one, where mm-hmm. you can play as you have all the cards right out the bat. Yeah, but the magician one is like apparently it's the hardest, well, just so because I, the. So I got bitch. Yeah. At least I did back then. I don't even think I have the game anymore. I don't know what happened mm-hmm. to it. Much like Dawn. Uh, uh, That's sad. Not Dawn of Sorrow. Um, Harmony of Dis. No. Yep. Harmony of Dissonance. Really? Harmony of Dissonance is gone too. I don't have that one. Yeah. Damn. I, I think I tried to find that at the last Midwest Gaming Classic, but I didn't want to buy it complete for eighty dollars. Oh yeah, I remember that. Yeah, yeah. that's well, one I remember un- playing up or playing growing up, and it's yeah. gone. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, I, those games are so much fun. Mm-hmm. I love so, all those. Yeah, the unlockables were magician, fighter, shooter, and thief. Oh, okay. Yeah, I after my playthrough, I ended up unlocking thief. Ah, you suck. <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> I what? Know. I don't even know what that means. I don't know either. <laughs> I don't. I don't even know what any of these. You things. suck. What do any of them do, Kevin? Um, you you start to, with different attributes and then different equipment. Oh, so it's kind of like luck mode. Yeah, mm. that was a goofy one. Interesting. But yeah, I uh. We come to the conclusion that everyone's wrong and Kevin's right. Doesn't matter what it is. Yeah. <sighs> as per you. <laughs> as usual. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I yeah I guess that. Uh, about wraps it up. It does. Wrap you know what the it worst up, part I is, think, yeah. is like I bet you like later on tonight uh, I'll be sitting there and 
I'll be like, oh, I'll think of a game that I love that people hate, and it's going to start annoying <laughs> but, the hell out of me. Yeah, but likewise. to be quite honest, I, I think my moral of the story is that if somebody is writing a review, anybody can write a review. It does not necessarily mean that you have to take it very seriously or that their opinion matters more than yours. It's anybody can write a review, and it is the credence that you give it that is what is what allows it to be that review. Of course. If you love a game that critics, gonna, just, that critics just don't yeah. like, well, that's fine. You yeah. can love anything you, you want. You can still love it. You can if still you love it. A, if you hate a game that everybody just seems to love, there's nothing wrong with you. It's just that game just didn't capture you. I hate God of War. Yeah, people everybody love it. seemed to generally love it, but yeah, it's yeah. Just, it just was never your cup of tea. Didn't and you've never been you've never been for like the hack and mm. slash stuff though. Not really, because Devil yeah. May Cry I never cared for, but that was because I hated. See, Dante. And I've been and and even from the from the the beginning, like Super Nintendo stuff, I was always into the um, the beat 'em ups, mm -hmm. like the final fights and stuff. And God of War is almost like yeah, that was like that. It was just a, it was it was basically a beat 'em up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but I do. I will say, I do absolutely love the uh, current God of War. Of course, the twenty eighteen God of War, mm -hmm. super good. Mm -hmm. I, I absolutely love it. You gonna get the second one? Oh yeah, I probably yeah. will actually. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think you would enjoy them too. I think they they're yeah, not quite hack and slash anymore. I think they said something about yeah that there was gonna be a God yeah. of War two. Ragnarok. Yes. Ah. Isn't Kratos is dead in that one, right? Spoilers. Ah, Kratos. Yeah, probably has, kill him. Kratos has been dead. That. He's been dead a couple times. He's been to hell a couple times. Never actually fully dead. While well, he was Tartarus, because you said what? Here, your his son Atreus the whole, is essentially the whole the point, cause of Ragnarok. The whole right? point of the story is it's supposed to be the Twilight of the Gods. Yeah. So. Did you say his son is named Atreus. Atreus. Oh my God! It's like Mist. Uh, Atreus is one of the characters in Mist. Fuck. They copied it. They copied. <laughs> Plagers. Plagers. It actually wasn't an Atrus. A T R U S. Oh, you're right. It was Atrus. And his father was Gen. Jesus Christ, Christ Paul! Well, way to is... drop the ball. Well, this is going in my review. <laughs> <laughs> actually, so, like, the only oh, reason fuck. I remember that is because I've read the books. Yeah, that's <laughs> right. Of course, you read the books. But anyway, that'll do it for this episode of the PTG Powercast. Uh, is there a game that you guys love that nobody else seems to give the time of day? Yeah, and is there a game that just has never resonated with you, but yet everybody else seems to absolutely love it? It gets tens across the board on IGN and all those other outlets. Tell us about your experiences. That's right. If Do you agree with us? Do you not agree with us? Probably more so the latter. But that's not the point, because this is our opinion. We can this, fucking, it just, it just is. Everybody is entitled to their opinion, and the one thing that I have to add to that is that exactly that. Everybody is entitled to their opinion. It doesn't make it right or wrong. It just is their opinion. That's right. There's just so much intolerance today See? when it comes to that kind of stuff. Oh, my God. I don't like your, oh no, my no, God. I don't like your opinion on opinions. Let's so. circle back to Twitter, <laughs> shall we? Oh, God. <laughs> Opinions. I'm gonna go tweet about this right now. Oh <laughs> my god, I can't. But no, I'm kidding. Anyway, hit us up on Facebook. Hit us up on Twitter. Go to powertripgaming.tv. We'll take you directly to the uh, YouTube channel where you can watch us play through the 678 NES collection. I was wondering because you tripped initially on that one, and then you ba -ba 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 -ba. and then you full on just <laughs> fell flat on your face. It was great. Yeah, but I did it with grace. Anyways, <laughs> if you do not want to contact us on social media, 
I do not blame you, then you can email us at nespowertrip at gmail.com and we will answer every single comment and question that you have. That's right. And if you are watching this on YouTube, you can also find the PTG Powercast on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, and other various pad Jesus. Pad-costing platforms. Pad-costing? No, I did it on purpose. Podcasting uh, platforms. It'll be a little bit easier than watching a stagnant screen. Um, Podcock. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Yeah. Good, 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 good. Uh, <laughs> get good. Get good. Get good. <laughs> That's right. This has been the PTG Powercast. You've been listening with power. Fuck me. <laughs> <laughs>